good to be in the house of the Lord. For the Bible says, when my people come together collectively, I will be in the midst of them. And whatsoever they ask me, in agreement, that I will do. And we thank God. You know, we are getting to the place that we really believe in that when we come together collectively, that God is in our midst. And the greatest revelation, knowledge, and understanding that a human being can ever receive in life is to know that their body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. To know that, it does not, you know, you know it, but a revelation, knowledge, and the reality of that, it takes time to really, really believe that your body is actually housing around the prison of the Holy Ghost dwelling in you that you are the temple of God. That same spirit that raised up Christ from the dead dwell in you. It takes time to really comprehend that fact. But thank God he sent the Holy Spirit to teach us. Well, today the Holy Ghost will teach us, will teach the spirit of the mind, Satan defeat at the cross. Only oh, I'm learning now. I can read about it. I can talk about it until the Holy Spirit teach me that Satan has been defeated at the cross. I will still live my life as though he has some power over my life. I will respond to life as though Satan is doing so much in my life. And I will talk about what he is doing in my life because the reality of him being defeated at the cross have not yet comprehended my thinking. And therefore, I think like a natural person in certain areas of my life, as though the devil have some type of control over my life. Only the Holy Ghost. I try to teach myself. Only the Holy Ghost can teach me that the better that the spirit that raised up Jesus Christ from the dead is dwelling in you. Satan is powerless. You come away, he's getting his power from, and you'd be surprised. It's not your mother, it's not your wife, he's getting it from you. We are our worst enemy with our thinking. Satan defeat at the cross <laughs> and the church victory at the cross. Yeah. Satan was defeated and we won at the cross. You know, a lot of in the old days they used to say, at the cross. At the cross. Where I first saw the light. And what happened? And the burn! <laughs> Of my life, of my life, of my soul, wrong way. So it was there by faith. I received my sight, and now I am happy all the days. But it happened at the. It all happened at the. Victory was won at the. We was freed at the. Thank God for the cross. John 14, verse 26, Jesus said, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, 
whom the Father would send in my name. He shall teach you. What? Some of the things? All the things. All, all, all. Everything that we need to know. The Holy Ghost was sent to teach us all things. Why? Because we ourselves cannot comprehend the spirit world. We cannot teach ourselves the spirit world. The Holy Spirit is the spirit. God words of spirit. Only another spirit can teach our spirit, the spirit of our mind, the things of God. He said he would teach us. Us, meaning including the teacher, the preacher, whatever. Only the Holy Spirit can teach you through me. I cannot teach you anything. Only the Spirit of God was sent to teach his people. He said he will teach you all things. You want to know anything, especially about yourself. I'm finding out. I dare you to ask the Holy Ghost to teach you about yourself. You want to know about yourself? Don't ask me. Don't ask your wife. Don't ask your buddy. The Holy Spirit said I live with you. I am your daily companion. I was sent to follow you 24-7. I'm always with you. I know your downsetting. I know your uprising. I know your thoughts from afar off. I even know your thoughts before they come to you. I see them coming. And I know how you're going to respond because I know you. And that's why I can teach you. See, when you know something about a person and you know their weakness, then you can help them. See, the Holy Spirit can help us. Because he knew all my loose buttons. <laughs> oh, he can help each one of us. He know you. He know you by your name, your spiritual name. He know you. He know what makes you tick. He knows how to get into your life. And he know what situation to present to change you. People cannot change you. The Holy Spirit said, I know exactly the situation, the circumstances that I will allow to come to change you. Why? We are the temple of God. His workmanship. He said, we are his workmanship. What do you mean? He said, you was created in Christ Jesus, Ephesians 2 and 10. Said, for we are his workmanship. We was created in Christ for good works. Doing good works, it's uh, like I said, it's just easy to do good work for the Lord. He was created that way. Anyway, the Holy Spirit wanted to back up and teach us Satan defeated the cross. He said, The Holy Ghost, whom the Father was saying in my name, he shall teach you all things. He shall bring all things to your remembrance in case you know, a lot of times we forget who we are in Christ. We forget what God has brought us from. We forget what God has done for us. We tend to forget a lot of things that we need to be mindful of when problems and situations come into our life. We tend to operate out of the lust of the flesh. When I say the lust of the flesh, I'm talking about your weakness, your thoughts that you gather in your flesh from a, uh, for how to provide for yourself, how to think for yourself. We all have lust in our flesh. The Bible call it the lust of the flesh. That will always be with you, but it cannot always control you. But see, in a time of problem come, you try to handle things the way mama used to handle it, the way daddy used to handle it, the way somebody else used to do it, and what I learned and all that. It's okay to do what you learn in college, what you learn in school, but when it comes down to the spirit world, 
What I learn in the natural ain't cannot help me. It's only what I know about the spirit world. And only the Holy Spirit can remind me and can teach me things in the spirit world. We are spiritual beings and we live by a spirit. We are called a child of God. And we are in a training school. And this school is called a spiritual training school. You are being trained to live and walk in the spirit. The Bible says if we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. God I know how to live in the spirit. We all know how to live in the spirit because there's no effort you have to put forth to live in the spirit. But the effort that I have to put forth is to walk in the spirit. That's my problem. Walking in the spirit is no problem. But the Holy Spirit, God said God was rich in mercy and when with he loved us, he raised us up together, made us set with him in heaven and places. So living in the spirit with no effort on my own. It was all done by the mercy and the grace of God through the power of the Holy Ghost to raise me up. But walking in the Spirit. Walking in the Spirit. Walking with our daily companion. Obeying our daily companion. That's when the Holy Ghost brings to our remembrance. He was sent to teach us how to walk in the Spirit. Teach us how to walk and live by the Spirit. He said he will bring all things to your remembrance. He will remind you, why are you jumping up, acting like you? Uh -huh. And you just finished singing, he can't have my breath. He said, now, <laughs> <laughs> you just said you won't give Satan nothing. You just spread an open confession in your song that, and we agree with this song that he can't have nothing. He can't even have your breakthrough. He can't have your child. He can't have your husband. He can't have your friend. He can't have your mother-in-law. He can't have absolutely nothing. Right? But then now the song is over. Everybody's the saying is over. Everybody settled down and gone home by their merry way. Now the enemy in your mind shows up to take something from you. Are you going to tell him, you can't have my breakthrough? Are you going to start a war with a powerless spirit? This is what the Holy Spirit want to teach us, that Satan has no power over you. Honest. At the cross. We, I don't know, from some of the teaching, tend to think that the devil is busy. The devil, I'm going to teach you, I mean, the Holy Spirit, I can't teach you anything, that he has been stripping off his power, but his spirit still exists. But they're powerless. He can still influence the lust in your flesh. He can still influence you can lie, but he cannot make you lie. He have no power to make you lie. All right, right. He can still teach, speak things to you contrary to the word of God, but he have no power to make you do it. You have to use your power to do it. But in, before he was stripped of his power, he could always control you. But he lost his control over you when you made Jesus Christ Lord of your life. Only person that he can control now is the unsaved. And we have an answer for that. That is our warfare. I'm going to show you, I'm going to explain Ephesians 6 and 12. It's not for me, it's for the warfare against the unsaved. <coughs> for 
for all these many years, we thought we had to fight a devil. I'm not fighting a devil for myself. I'm fighting a devil for your soul, the unsaved soul. Okay, I thought, hold it fast. Okay, you know, God, you better go fast. I, I don't know, that's just me. And I know my time. Okay, today the Holy Ghost will teach us and bring to the spirit of the mind Satan's defeat at the cross. This is one of the facts that I desire to have in my head every day that Satan defeat at the cross. And one thing about his defeat, like this pastor taught someone this years ago, he says Satan's defeat at the cross can never be overturned. You can only overturn his defeat at the cross in the spirit of your mind, thinking that he can still control you. You know, and he gets his heart several places that he gets his power from, but it all comes from the human. Death and, and what? Uh, and what? You give him power. Your own tongue, <laughs> release your, your defeat, your tongue. Proverbs and Proverbs 21 and 18, 18, 21, 1 and 2, he said death and life, that's how powerful we are, are in the power of your tongue, not my life and my destruction is in your tongue. It's not in your tongue. It's in my tongue. Because what you said should not control me. What you said should not dictate to me how I want to live my life. But what I think, he said, what you think, you will become what you think, and you will release power <laughs> to carry out what you think. He said, death and life. How many times have we said this? Over, if I had this money, that how many times we'll say, I have said in this from this pulpit, I believe that I can pay this church off. Death and life are in the power of your tongue. But that's one of the things, only the Holy Spirit, because you know this, but we still tend to speak death every time. But we know this, but we still speak death when we want life. We speak death when we want life. This is one of the teachings, only the Holy Ghost night can teach us that death and life is in the tongue. You really know it, but it's not a reality. It's not a spiritual reality to you that you actually believe. If I truly deep down in my soul, deep down in my innermost believe that death and life was in my tongue, I would never, you couldn't even put a gun to my head to make me speak a negative thought. If I believe that I can give the negative spirit the power to carry it out, you would never, ever, don't care what I do, I couldn't even pay you to open your mouth and say a negative word because these words are going to go out and they're going to come back and they're going to haunt me because if you truly believe that death and life was in the power of your tongue, you people, I do believe, truly, truly, deep down in your soul, believe that. It's just like if you had a weapon and your weapon was loaded. And now you believe if you pull that trigger, it's going to fire that bullet out and kill you. And you want to kill the person. And you really believe that. What you do? You get your gun and you know I believe this gun is going to just bam, you're out of here. Because I believe this gun is going to shoot. That's right. But I have to give it the power. 
But until I pull the trigger, you still lie. Got another day, bro. Another chance. Get it right. <laughs> but, but it's loaded. But death and life are in the power of your tongue. That's the bullet. That's the trigger. What do you want? Why do you speak death and want life? That's the really. See, that's confusing. That's why a lot of us are confused. You speak death, but you want life. What do you want? But everybody wants life. But why don't you speak what you want? The Bible says that was sad until this penalty. Be thou removed. It shall not die in your heart. You shall have it. But it's amazing to me, all of us, we have more faith in speaking negative words than we have positive words. To speak negative words, we don't need to read books and all that. But to speak positive words, we have to, have to go through a lot of changes to do speak positive words. That's why the Holy Spirit was sent to renew your mind. If you know the right words, but somehow in the natural world, you speak negative words. We know the right, the Bible says, follow peace with all men, which is I within me, right? But I don't want to follow peace. But God should follow peace, are you kidding me? Not in this situation, no peace to be followed. But then it's up to me. But then, the voice of the enemy will come and, 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 I don't want to get so ahead of my lesson. <laughs> the voice of the enemy, once you have something in your lust of your flesh, the enemy, the devil doesn't have the power to carry it out. He keeps conquering your mind because he stripped off his power. But the spirit, God said, his spirits are still on earth. And his spirit still works out of the lust of your flesh. That's why the little thoughts keep coming back to you and telling you, you know, you're crazy. You shouldn't just let people just say that to you. You just, just let people just push you around and, and just get away. Am I by myself? No, no, no. Everybody think you're a fool. You know, he used to tell you that to get you going. You notice that, don't you? That get you going. Yeah, they think, yeah, yeah, that's coming up. You figure now that flesh ain't jumped up by night to give me some power to, to carry it out. Uh, people, people are talking about you. You know, they talk. And a lot of times, people don't even be thinking about you. <laughs> but I'm saying it's too bad God didn't destroy the spirit. But He said that He have He's powerless, but His spirit is still among you. And that's what. And it walls out of the lust of your flesh. And you know, it's in Galatians five seventeen. I'm not sure what the Bible said. The spirit lusts against what? The flesh. The, Flesh, the, the, no, the, the spirit lusts against the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit lusts against the flesh. I mean, that's what it's saying. But they said it lusts. Never know it don't have any power. Okay, baby, come on, come back. Satan's defeat is a spiritual defeat which cannot be changed or broken. It's over. It's over. He cannot be reversed. Only we can reverse his defeat in our life, but not in the one else's life. Colossians 3.15 says, 
at the cross, Jesus was spoiled principality and power. He made a show openly out of them, trampling over them. <laughs> them, them made all the demons in hell have been stripped off their power. But those spirits still exist in the spirit world, but they have a voice with no power. You know how he said, the devil said to me, uh, uh, where did the devil voice come from? The lust of your flesh. I, I'm serious, I don't know about you, but I know that the only voice that talked to me is the one that is in my flesh. Yeah. Yeah. You, it, it talks to you. It, it, it really, really. So the enemy knows what is in the lust of your flesh. He works out of the lust of your flesh. He knows every thought that you put there. Because you know why he knows? We fail to follow the instruction of the Holy Spirit. The Bible said what? Cast down. down. Imagination. And, uh, pull down every stronghold. And everything that things that exalt itself what? Now, a thought come to me, and I know it's not a good thought. I refuse to what? Put it down or cast it down. That thought has to go to what? The lust of my flesh. If you don't put it down, it becomes part of the lust of your flesh. And you sometimes, you walk, I wonder where that thought coming from. Is it coming from something that came to your mind or you talked about last month or watched on TV? You never pull that spirit down. And it made its way to the lust of your flesh. Now it's part of the lust of your flesh. You see that? See, we have been given spiritual weapons to use. That's what Paul said. Do I walk in the flesh? I, I'm not born with the flesh. Because I have spiritual weapons that I can use. That's what we are to use. Okay. He said the devil still have it. Spirits exist. Oh, Lord. I don't know why he didn't destroy those spirits at the cross. But he said, no. Leave us something to work with. Develop us. Get to know that the word of God is true. If the spirit was destroyed at the cross, how would you know that Jesus have all this power that he given us? How do you know that you have power over all the enemy? How do you know that? How do you know that all power in heaven and earth has been given unto him if the spirit was still just completely destroyed? He said he have no power, no authority, no rights, no dominion over the believer's spirit. Only power and only authority that he have are over the unsaved. See, we, we tend to fight as though we are not saved. Principality and power and evil spirit come against the unsaved. We tend to be fighting like that. They're coming against us. They can't do nothing to us. I, you know, Satan is so, he's conning, he's trickery. He has not lost any of those tricks. He's cunning. He will make you think that you have that warfare in Ephesians 6 and 12 is for the church. He will make you think that you have to fight principality and power. He will make you think that you have to deal with all these spirits that, that only in the unsaved. And God has given us instruction who we are against if we want to run a soul for Christ. He said principality and power is only that soul. I want you to cast that principality and power down to lose that soul to be saved. But we all the time, we thought it was for my fight. This is my fight. 
You see it? I saw it. Honest to good, I saw it. He, we were saying, that's, that's who I have to fight. Think about it. Jesus didn't war with no principality and power. Only thing Jesus was doing was cast them out of the unsaved. All the time we think that uh, when it be fighting a demon, hey, hang in the book and I'll be fighting my life fighting a demon when God said, Behold, I've given you power in the name of Jesus whatsoever. You cast out, you can cast out demons. Now, if I can cast the devil out and I can pull down strongholds, where's my warfare? There's none. The only warfare that we have is getting the unsaved saved. I won't get to that. Okay. First Peter is another one we're going to get to today, too. First Peter 5 and 8. This is this. And mine. Some of these things. Oh. This was written after the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus Christ. A lot of times we live before the cross. You see, you see. Oh, you heard, you got it. We live before the cross. But we need to live after the cross. After what happened at the cross, we live from there, not go back and live every walk that Jesus walked and everything that happened. No, we need to live from what was accomplished at the cross. What? We didn't have salvation. We didn't have salvation until he went to the cross. Then after he went to the cross, now that we can be saved. Now that he went to the cross, now we have victory over all the enemy. Do you understand that? Now, just remember, when you read 1 Peter, the, the new epistle was written after the cross, after the resurrection, not before the resurrection. You see? And it said, uh, after the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus Christ, he said what? Verse 8. Be sober. Be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion. Back up. As what? As a roaring lion. See, after the cross, That's right. he became a roaring as, lion. As, as a roaring Before he was one. Right. But after Jesus defeated and stripped of his power, now he as one. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. You see it? Yeah. After the cross, he was walking around as one. But before the cross, before Jesus stripped him off his power, he was a lion. But now he's pretending to be one in your life. But you say, oh yeah, that, that's the devil. That's the devil. That, that, no, 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 no. The Bible said he was what? Seeking. Whom? Go give him permission. Brother, 
chicken, I'm chicken. You on my list, you on my hit list. You can't have mine. You can't have Miss Tika, we will continue teaching that. He is only seeking. Seeking permission from you. He, he want an invitation to your heel defeat. Give me an invitation. He said he walk around. Finding out who still has all that lust in your flesh. Seeking. That means he's seeking. If he can do something, why are he seeking? If he had all this power, why he asking me for permission? Go ahead and do it, brother. If your gun is loaded, you're going to shoot me. The gun's apparently not working. Well, you keep telling me, I'm going to shoot you in a minute. I'm going to shoot you in a minute. No, that gun is not going to work. This you keep telling me. But, thank you. But, if he had power, think. Well, think, think. If he's seeking, that means he had nothing. <laughs> told me, yeah, he make a lot of noise. Just like a, uh, you know, you know, used to have dogs home. A lot of them bark. That's all they do. They bark. So when you say, "Boo," they run. <laughs> well, we thank you again for tuning in today. We praise God and we hope that you've been blessed with the people. God bless you. See you next time.